Welcome to Try Try Again. Uh, those of you who are watching live or listening later on, thank you for tuning into the show. This show is what we call a movie club. That means we are friends that get together. We pick a movie each week. We watch it and review it. Sometimes it's a newer movie. Sometimes it's an older movie. But what we're shooting for is kind of classic films that a lot of people have seen, but that all or most of us have not seen before. And this movie it was new for me and I think for Mac, right? Yep. And this is the 90s movie Empire Records. So that's what we're going to be reviewing this week. Uh, my name is Todd, and I'm your host, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mac McEnroe, whose Wee. voice you already heard a second ago, and because yep. I talked, it didn't show him when he said woo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then I'm also joined by our new co-host, uh, the second week with us, Brandon Horton. Thank you for- Week two. Week yeah. two. I'm glad to be here. It's awesome. Let's do this. Sweet. Very excited about that. So- um, Let's just do the usual and jump into our reviews. Um, this, I feel like, <laughs> to be honest, I didn't expect to feel the way that Brandon said we would feel when we watched this movie, when he announced it last week. Last week, Brandon was like, you're going to be like super nostalgic for the 90s. And like, this is the most 90s movie ever. And I was thinking, well, could it be more 90s and Clueless? And I thought like, watching this movie... Uh, Clueless is like Jimmy Fallon's version of the 90s, and Empire Records was like my version of the 90s. So it's yes. like it's it's about um, a group of teenagers and slightly older than teenagers that work at a record store, and and they spend almost all the movie just like playing loud music and dancing to it. And for some reason, it's incredible. It really connected with me. So I'm going to give it a nine. Um, wow. I, I absolutely loved this movie. I loved it. Um, Jess watched it with me. She loved it as well. Um, totally into it. I'm to I, I would definitely watch this again. I would probably give it a higher rating watching it again. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. Mac, what do you got? 8.75. Oh, yeah, nice. I feel the same way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I felt the same way. It's got that total nineties nostalgia. Yeah, totally R nineties. I totally get what you're saying. Um yeah, the whole record store thing. Yeah, it just yeah, I love it. <laughs> nice. Glad to hear you're there with me. I mean, like we yeah, this was like and the soundtrack was like most of the music I had never heard before, but I was like, this is like my music and my people in a lot of ways. So very yeah, totally. cool. Brandon, I mean, I know you're a huge fan, but uh, what score did you get after, after you know, watching it? I got to give this thing. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't get much better than this. This is this is in your nine point five area. Uh, I felt like the third act uh, ran a little dry at times. They didn't really know how to tr tradition uh, transition very well with uh, the, her name escapes me, but the one who shaved her head, like they they kind of yeah. fell off oh, the Deborah, uh, yeah. yeah, Deborah. Yeah, they fell off a little bit with that. I felt like they didn't know how to treat her uh, as a strong character. They kind of just uh, appeased her things that she wanted to do. Like the funeral scene, I wasn't a big fan of. Like I always thought like that, that could have been cut. They could just show them dancing around for five minutes. I would have loved that more than just watching a fake funeral. Um, but for the most part, you know, I was there. 
I love a movie where the character is there and they just don't throw a character in the movie just to throw it in the movie. They throw a character in and that character pushes the story, pushes the plot, uh, allows character development to happen. Uh, And so it's really just a big cast of supporting actors and actresses. That's all it is. There really isn't like a lead actor who like, this is their thing. It was just a bunch of kids who are going through life on the craziest day in 1995 and on Rex Manning day of all days, right? Like <laughs> Rex Manning day. Couldn't believe it. Okay. So uh, Rex, it, Rex Manning is not a real guy, right? That's not a, that was just, for no, the no, no, he's not, no, no, he's not a okay. real guy, but he was, he was never a real guy. He was, he's kind of like made, made fun of like, like a Fabio in a way, like a Fabio like started singing, like, uh, but we do get this idea. Like he was totally this, uh, this individual who uh, he was previously a big deal, like back in the seventies and eighties, he's, he's, he's holding on to what's left of his career by this one hit that he has semi one hit. So basically uh, he's Jesse Katsopoulos. In a way, in a way, <laughs> if, if I could, if I could say he's relevant to like 2017, like this would be like, imagine, uh, Joey Fatone, like coming out with a hit and or not really a hit, but like, it's like number 50 on the top 500, like, like a Joey Fatone and like, Oh, my mom loved you type of thing. Like that, that would be yeah relevant. Um, but no, I, I, I love the movie. I mean, I absolutely thought it was phenomenal. Uh, every time I've seen it, I remember watching it back in high school. Was I in high school? I was from middle school. It was, um, it just it just nostalgia all around. I I mean we're all kids of the uh, born in the eighties and lived in the nineties, and this is right down your alley. This is like our John Hughes. You know, we we were a little young for Pretty and Pink and all that. You know, we didn't that wasn't yeah. our generation to speak to, but mm-hmm. this right here was like it nailed it. They lo- I loved everything about it from fashion to music to language to cheesy. It's perfect. Yeah. Totally agree with that. All right. Favorite character, Mac, what do you got? Uh, probably Mark. Oh, okay. Played, uh, yeah. The, like punk rocker kid with the stripey shirt and stuff. Yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> you can't go wrong with punk rock. The stoner <laughs> yeah, character. Punk rock nerdy Everything. guy. Dude, yeah. the pot brownies. Assuming there are pot brownies. They're probably, they're supposed to be pot brownies, right? The the guar scene when he's eating the brownies is like one of my favorite scenes. He's like, Mark, you should be in our band. <laughs> he's just like all thrashing. <laughs> he gets eaten by some sort of caterpillar looking thing. Yeah. And, and what's his reaction? His reaction's like, like <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's the I, gotta say, I was surprised at how much I liked like Liv Tyler and Renee Zellweger in it. Like I didn't. They expect were both fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. They 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 were so like anti like looking for the spotlight like they were great um at, they were great supporting actresses uh those two uh, they were I, I couldn't have been more pleased like they finally showed like some good acting chops mm-hmm. uh, yeah but uh, but uh, uh, I mean both did a great job so absolutely on that one. I, I'm kind of torn. I actually, um, I really like Lucas 
It's yeah. weird though, because like, he's like a kind of like a philosopher kind of guy, but then he's like kind of dumb at the same time. So his like philosophizing is kind of stupid sounding. And I felt yeah. like some of his humor, like, wasn't that funny to me, but I felt like that made him more likable somehow. I yeah, had that like nineties hipster vibe where he's just like trying to come across as super philosophical and intelligent, but he's just actually just a dude, you know? Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. And I love that. Like something yeah, about like it awesome. hit him so perfectly. And he was like, his lack of funniness somehow made him funnier to me. Like, yeah, he was, uh, I feel like I've seen that guy at shows back in the day all the time, you know, oh, like, yeah. you go to see the hipster bands. It's like so many of that guy. Yep. Like at the, the uh, invention of emo, he was at like every show in the late nineties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I really liked also if I, well, Actually, Brandon, you want to go first? Because I have a second one. But I'll go for it. No, no, no. Go. go. My second one is Warren, partly because <laughs> we never found out his real name. <laughs> None of the characters <laughs> seem to care. He gives – so there's this kid, uh, Warren, if you didn't see the movie. Uh, there's a kid that gets caught stealing CDs from the store. And um, they catch him, and they're trying to, like, question him and stuff. The, the, um, the people that work at the store are, like, questioning him, like, what's your name? And what does he say his name is Warren Beatty? Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty, yeah. Yeah, he says his name's Warren Beatty, which is the name of like an actor, right? He's like a famous actor, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess nobody recognized the name, so they just called him Warren. And like the whole movie, he goes by Warren. And like there's the ending scene with him where he's like, my name's not effing Warren. <laughs> and uh, But we never find out his real name. And it's, I don't know, I, he... He ended up, I thought he was just going to be like this throwaway character, but he ended up being this like really charming kid that like, he has like a mm-hmm. kind of like a story arc, surprisingly. Yeah. Thing. And uh, I yeah. thought that was just fantastic, man. He was, I don't know, something about that kid was awesome to me. Brandon, who's your favorite? I'm going to have to go with Mark. Um, okay. I was a big fan of Mark. Uh, this is a very similar cast that did Days and Confused. Um, which would be kind of like um, it came out like two years earlier before this. Uh, it's more, it's like the R rated, similar, similar guys, similar cast. Okay. And uh, he's in that as well, too. And uh, Mark London or Mark Landon, I th- or Landon, something like that. That's his like his real name. He's been in a lot of different things, but this is where his career was in the limelight. And he just nails just the goofy cornball. Like I like aspire to be like Mark and ways. I'm being serious. Like I aspire to be like Mark and ways of like this dude could just go up to anyone, anytime, anywhere. And he's just like friendly. What's up? Open, charming, like here just to hang out. Good time type of guy. Like he's, yeah. he's so cool. And at the same time, what I love about Mark is, is like he breaks the fourth wall like Lucas and he's, he's he doesn't get caught up in the drama. Like he's not caught up in like everyone else is having some sort of, uh, I don't know, teenage love story going on. A good time, man. That's all he's in. That's all he's here for. Yeah. That's cool. I love it when he goes up to the girl listening to music, like the ballerina girl dancing and he just like grabs her leg. Yeah. <laughs> that's an awesome character like that is a wonderful yeah. character i love i love it when characters are built like that yeah mm-hmm. cool. and Very i feel holy. like <clears throat> there's so many oh i i liked uh what's his name eddie the guy with like the curly hair the stoner guy yeah 
ah, oh, man, I really like that guy. And just like the conversation. And, and he was, again, like, he seemed like this throwaway character. He didn't really have like a story arc or anything, but he's just like, occasionally he would be on there and he'd say something funny. And he's just like, he seemed like such a real person though. Like he mm-hmm. was kind of ugly, you know, like he looked like mm-hmm. just a normal guy that would be your friend in the nineties. And then they have this, like, I don't know if you guys watched all of the credit scene, but like, there was like Mark and I, th- I think his name, his name was Eddie, right? Am I wrong? Wait, no? I think so. I think Sounds I, about right. So the guy I'm calling Eddie, hopefully his name is Eddie. <laughs> but the, at, during the credits, there's like this part where they're sitting on a curb, Mark and Eddie, and they're talking about like what the best punk band is. Or you assume that they're talking about that, but we kind of come into the middle of their conversation. And, and this guy, they're talking about Henry Rollins and how he's kind of a tool, and which is really funny to me. And, and they start talking about... Um, primus and how they're cool because of their bass lines and just like i don't know for being a fan of like punk music and like rock music in general it's like that was a conversation i totally have had with my friends before you know absolutely it was like it was like they just took two teenagers from our world and the camera just happened to be rolling for just two guys sitting outside of a record store talking about the best punk bands like yeah that was that a movie that makes you go like I've done the exact same thing is I love those movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay. Next question. Um, this movie is really, I feel like this movie almost could have been a soundtrack that somebody just like got their favorite songs together and then made a movie around the soundtrack. Uh, they're in a record store and they're, the kids are always the kids that work at the record store are always like playing music and dancing around to it. So my question is like, what, um, what, one of those musical things was your favorite? Like what, like maybe what song or what scene that featured a song stood out to you the most in the movie? I'm going to have to go with the uh, beginning when they're picking out uh, the M&Ms and uh, Mark gets the, uh, the orange M&M I, I I don't know who that band is. Um, it's a it's a song. It's a band. It's not in any of my playlists, and so. Uh, but I heard it, and I'm like, yeah, like that's. It was so '90s. It was so upbeat. It was so like um, uh, '90s alternative. I'm a huge fan of that genre, and I, I just I loved it. Um, and everyone's going around. Everyone's singing. Everyone's having their own character uh, play with that song. And uh, I, I just, man, that, that, that scene with that music, I loved it. Everything about that loved. Uh, so that'd be mine. Awesome. Mac, what do you got? Yeah, I can't remember what the music was. But I remember there's a scene like with Deb dancing. Uh, and then, like, they show it from like above and stuff too. And they show like the whole store, like even all the customers are dancing. I thought that oh, was super man. awesome. Yeah. That was. It's like, yeah, I wanted to be there. I hate dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I think my, my, one of my favorite parts was like kind of an extended scene uh, when they played, if you want blood, you've got it by ACDC, which is like, I'm a fan of that band. I wouldn't say I like, I know every single one of their songs, but I, I know like a handful of their albums and lo- all the hits and more, you know, and that's like easily my favorite ACDC song. And it was like really cool to see that in the movie and that it got so much love. And these people are like super rocking out to it. Um, 
My other thing that was not a scene, but it was a reference to a band. I don't know if you guys picked up on this or know this band, but they talked about the Shags a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Way over my head. What's going on? What is this? Dude, look up the Shags. I I don't even want to say, okay, I'll just tell you this, okay? Mac, you can correct me if I start going off, okay? So the Shags are a band. They're from the 60s, I think. And there was this dad who basically like made his daughters uh, learn instruments and make a band. Um, And they did. They might not have been ready to make a band, but they made it. They made it. (laughs) Not quite. I've seen the Partridge family. family. But yeah, um, they weren't quite ready to make a band, yet they still made several albums. Um, they, They definitely lacked the talent to be a band. And uh, so, yeah, if you look at the shags, it's, uh, it's a glorious thing, man. It's a glorious thing. Um, maybe we'll share, I'll share something. I they have a song about Halloween that I, I share a lot on Facebook on Halloween because it's like my favorite Halloween song. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll post it to the try, try again, Facebook yeah. page. But yeah, if you look up the shags, uh, you're in for some, some good times. Go, going back to the uh, to the band that I couldn't think of, uh, I found it. I found the playlist uh, on Spotify, oh, and that, the the band is called Ape Hangers, A P E Hangers, H A N G E R S, Ape Hangers, like, but like, that's just so so like. Take me back to high school right now. Like this is like, <laughs> yes. I don't know. Just I mean that that right there. It for me, man. I'm I'm in. I'm all in. That's that and and everyone was getting into it. I love it. Awesome. Well, that, um, are there any parts that you guys want to talk about or um, any other thoughts of the movie before we go into the random question segment? If you've never heard the uh, soundtrack, go and do it. I mean, the artists are Gin Blossoms, Cranberries, Toad the Wet Sprocket, Better Than Suicidal Ezra. Tendencies, yeah. Suicidal Tendencies, yep. Cracker. Uh, Some cool 80s I'm, stuff in there. I can't remember the name of the band. Um, can't remember the song off the top of my head, but... Uh, oh, it, it, and you know what the thing never with the... Never met a girl like you before. That song. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I oh gosh, I don't even know what that is. Uh and it's but this thing with the soundtrack is is that they don't even have all of the music on there. The whole the whole movie, like for those of you who love Guardians of the Galaxy and who love the like how Guardians of the Galaxy is just one big soundtrack playing at the same time as a movie kind of like if you've ever done the wizard of oz to dark side of the moon having a soundtrack with a movie come together if you're a fan of this this is the best movie uh you'll you could watch if you haven't seen it go watch it uh the soundtrack is top notch and uh it's it's very much you could tell like uh i believe uh, tom gunn the director of gardens the galaxy he takes a lot of Empire Records and he puts that into Guardians of the Galaxy by having a playlist and some sort of track, if you will, of just nothing but wonderful music, not really staying within the bounds of that genre. He's really kind of expanding in a way 
and allowing that to uh, drive the story. Music, the music really is a character in this movie. Yeah. You look mm-hmm. at it, the music is a character. It makes people dance. It gives people emotions. It makes people uh, feel love, hate, uh, jealousy, happy, sad. The, mu- the music is a character in this movie. And um, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Yeah. I support all of that. The music might even be the main character of the movie. You know, because like it, you were saying earlier, they're, they're all supporting actors. All the characters... Like the movie starts out with this character named Lucas and you kind of feel like he's going to be the main character through the movie. And he's really not. He's, he's in the movie no. a lot, but he's not in the movie any more than anybody else is. And, uh, and there's lots of parts that scenes that don't include him. And so, yeah, like there is no real main character. The only main character is the music, you know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, uh, it, and at the same time, it, it, it's the, uh, it's the music that at the end when they're talking on the curb and they're talking about the best pup, punk band, I mean, the whole world is happening around him. A car crash happens around him. And the only thing they can focus on is the music. So if you're a music lover, this is the best movie you can watch. Yeah, for sure. Great suggestion, Brandon. Brandon picked it last week. Uh, Mac, do you have anything you want to bring up before we move on to random questions? Nope. All right. Let's head over to our random question segment where we pick a random question and we talk about it. So just random crap, pulling it out there. I'm going to go first. Uh, My random question is, what is the best punk band? Now, I don't want to talk about your favorite punk band, but like the band that most embodies punk rock to you. So... It's it, try to be objective, but uh, and and we can argue with each other about it on this one. But uh, and you know you're allowed to make fun of me for mine if you want to. But Mac, why don't you start us off? Best punk band. All right, so this is yeah, this is super hard, but uh, I think if you're just going by number of great songs, you have to go with the Ramones because there's like at least fifty songs that you know like every word to, and you go on Spotify. I could just have so, so many, like, just great songs that are just super fun. Yeah. Even though they're all kind of the same song. Um, <laughs> but I kind of wanted to go more towards, like, Mr. T Experience, who's kind of a Ramones-type band, but has more clever lyrics. And uh, so, yeah, I have to go with Ramones, objectively, for a number of songs. Mr. T Experience for doing it better. All right. Uh, so... Number of songs. I, I, you can't disagree with that, though. I mean, the Ramones. It's like you put on the Ramones. I put on the Ramones. Any song from any album is pretty much going to be awesome. I even like Warthog, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I've, never, I've never cared for the Ramones. What? Uh, the, all, oh, dude. I've never, I'm being honest. I'm not even trolling. I am being honest. <laughs> they, this is uh, they're, they're four dudes who know two chords and... I mean, that's they, the punk rock, though. That's so no, 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 so no, no, no. You're, 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 you're right. You're right. Like, you're right. But, but the thing with punk rock, and and who, who I, who I go with, there's a progression. Like, yeah, they, they're, they got two chords down, and and they, and they switch between them, and that's cool. But make yourself to like writing and and basic beats. I mean. 
it, it it's just i'm not i've just i want to see progression like i want to see like their first album cool love it love the edgy love the grungy love the love the garage band three albums later i want to know like you're actually like working on your craft like you didn't just give up and go hey we found a way to make millions stick with it i like to see progression that's just me that's just me and i think punk's about that i think punk is always about taking it one step further um which is why no one sounds like the ramones anymore Totally disagree. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a thousand bands that sound exactly like the Ramones. <laughs> there's a lot of bands that sound like the Ramones. I think too that I think the the bands that sound like the Ramones though is that you kind of have to be in that scene to to know who they are. Like mm-hmm. I don't think that there's a lot of uh, mainstream bands that sound like the Ramones because there's like the the copyrights yeah. and um, a million other bands. Yeah, I can't think of off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah the Ramones are, are 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 the Kiss of punk. It's Kiss. It's the Dude. same thing. Four You're dudes. cussing so much right now, man. <laughs> this is so offensive. Four dudes who are just mediocre at best at what they do. Dude, no. Mediocre no. lyrics, no. mediocre message, mediocre music. Oh, my gosh. I, what, a 12-year-olds <laughs> can do what they do, and that's not no. possible. No, it's not possible. No. <laughs> I think the Ramones, they, they weren't my pick for the best, but I think as far as like – percentage of songs that totally freaking rock and and i love yeah they're they're top for me or and as far as bands like like what i choose to listen to they're yeah. probably the mm-hmm. number one that i choose to listen to and i want to feel like listening to some punk rock so what did you pick brandon and i'm gonna tear it apart because you're back on the remotes <laughs> i went with, i went with uh um Bob, my, first, my first my first thought was uh my first thought was uh, Operation Ivy. That was my very first pick, but Fair enough. there wasn't there wasn't enough there wasn't enough uh, cat there wasn't enough meat on that bone for me to kind of label it that. I mean, one album and a couple of gigs, and it's all folklore at this point. But mm-hmm. I'm big op op Ivy fan. Always have been, and all that. It it really kind of came down to bad religion. Uh, I think. Mm-hmm. By far, they do. I mean, one of the best drummers in punk, hands down. Um, their their lead singer is is a genius. Literally, I mean, the dude has degrees. P, I believe PhD. Um, does that make him punk, though? You know, it does. Okay. It, make, <laughs> okay. it makes him punk. It makes him punk because he is he, he's actually like a part of real world issues and not just some like. A paranoid teenager who's thinking that the man is always out to get him. Like his lyrics are deep. Like, and the way that he takes so much of like, like a rage against machine, very like, like if you say, I mean, I put them, you know, their lyrics are very punk. They're not punk music, but very punk lyrics. They take real issues and they just drive it home and they just say, this is BS. This is what, this is why it's BS. F you if you don't agree. I mean, that's that's punk. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I went with uh, Bad Religion. All right. That's a good call. I don't think, I've never, like, it's not a band I've ever, like, really super gotten into. But anytime they Likewise. come up on Spotify, I'm like, this is awesome. But uh, yeah. if you're going like, to, the Operation Ivy thing, they're amazing. Every song's perfect. And then Common Rider, if you're going to go with Jesse Michaels and where he went from there, was two albums, at least, of super awesome songs. Dude, yeah, Jesse Michaels is a punk rock genius, man. 
And yeah, I, I feel that exact same way. And I think it's kind of cheating too, because Mac and I have like really similar tastes and we've, you know, we've been friends for since this movie came out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> what the band I picked was Rancid. And I feel like, and right. I, which is basically the post operation Ivy band, but without Jesse Michaels. Um, yeah. But I feel like they embody like the, um, you know, the Mohawks and the out of tune singing sometimes and the laziness and the, you know, the sing along anthems, a lot of amazing songs. Um, You know, you look at like the bass lines of Matt Freeman, according to, uh, you know, the movie with like bass lines are a huge part of punk, which is really funny to me because I never (laughs) thought that in my life once. But I mean, Matt Freeman is like one of the best there is, I think just like, you know, yeah. The the bass solo of the song Maxwell Murder by Rancid. If you haven't heard that yeah. song, like listen to that bass solo. And he's he's not like a finger picking guy, or is he a finger picking guy? I don't know. I don't but anyway, so. super fast. And uh, but it's really punk at the same time. Um, so yeah, and they got Lars Fredrickson, who's like the most punk guy ever. You know. So yeah, I, I went with Rancid on that one. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's I, a good choice because they have like a variety of like you know super punk like fast punk hardcore songs and then super like fun radio sing along anthem songs. So yeah, yeah it's good. I just want to know if if I would have said Green Day, would I've been kicked out? Um, <laughs> not by me. I like Green Day. <laughs> I kind of do. I actually saw Green Day like six months ago. One of my friends had like a, okay. a um he won a radio contest and he got me in for free. And uh, we saw him like in a tiny venue, like the size of my garage. And that was kind of cool. But uh, I, I'm not like a huge fan of everything, but like even most of their new songs, I think like, it's hard to argue that they're not good. You know, like I, I listen yeah. to them and I'm like, this is, I, I don't listen to them that much, but it's like uh, watching them play live and hearing them on the radio or whatever. I can't say that they're, they're even their new stuff is bad. Like it's pretty cool. It's like, yeah. And I get the impression that even though they're like the biggest band, that ever made it out of punk pretty much like I still feel like they're kind of punk rock guys. Like, I don't feel like they've changed a whole lot. And like, I still feel like they have that East Bay Gilman street, like street cred to them. You know, they still yeah. feel like authentic. To I, me. I could not disagree more. I mean, they're not even allowed. To, they're not even, they're not allowed to play in the East Bay. No one uh, what was it uh, Gilman's or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're banned from life because they sold out. I mean, they, they went into, uh, you know, Billy Joe Armstrong, in my opinion, he's a guy that he figured out how to take punk and just, you know, take it half, half, half tempo on them, you know, add in some, quirky little teenage lyrics in it and what do you know he's a multi-millionaire because of it green day is the is is the ultimate sellout like to me when i think of like the song by real big fish sellout like they should have just called that song green day (laughs) is is just green day just went at it and said we're gonna sell out we're gonna have some we're gonna speak to the kids in high school i remember when dookie came out a big fan of dookie love dookie uh, but they went and they, I don't know, they, they watered it down so much. Um, I loved, uh, American idiot. Uh, uh, that was great. I love the, uh, the anthems that they had in there. In time, 
man, that that voice, the, those lyrics, it's just this woe is me, identify as a teenager. And uh, I, I can't listen to the new stuff. It's 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 not not punk to me. It's it's pop at this point. Yeah, I don't it. really feel like they were ever like a punk band, though. I feel like they always kind of were pop poppy. You know, I don't feel like they. You know, I don't think there was a conscious decision like, hey, let's just water this down and make it famous. I feel like it's just that's kind of what they wanted to play. Like, I don't know. I have, the, I have an issue with like the term sellout because you can't really know if anyone's a sellout unless like you know them personally. It's just like, because you were talking about like, progression. Maybe they wanted to progress in like a more like, let's be more casual. Let's do a more fun song, like whatever. It's impossible to say without knowing the guys you know what their well, motives were. I, I look at it sellout wise is that you can listen to their music before Dookie and it was very punk. It was very, very fast. Um, it was very East Bay punk. And then as, as you keep listening to the albums that they pushed out um, time after time, you could hear the tempo go down. You can hear the lyrics be less about, you know, you know, damn the man, you know, like Lucas would say, and more about, you know, high school's tough. And, uh, or, or my, or my parents hate me. I don't identify with them type of lyrics. And mm-hmm. it, it turned it like uh, you can, there's a lot of bands that sell. Look at a, look at AFI, listen to AFI, like 2002 AFI, 2003 AFI. That is hard. Like that's really, really good music. And then they come out with like, eh. You know, uh, so yeah, I mean, you're the down. same guy who was just arguing. You're the same guy who was just arguing for bands need to change over time and stuff. And <laughs> when you true. get older, you don't necessarily want to play oh, like, you- super fast hard rock anymore. Maybe you want to play, hey, Miss Burke, and uh, like it's funner. Like, hey, you're absolutely right, you're absolutely right. But it, it uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and it's all about the progression. And instead of in, in thinking a progression of like, this is where you are, how are you going to make where you are and go up? I feel like a lot of people go, this is where we are. Let's go down. Um, In fact, I wouldn't call it a progression. I would call it a regression, but that's just my opinion. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it kind of goes. I, when I listen to certain bands and I hear, wow, what they were doing earlier was better. I'm all in. I look at a lot like blink 182 blink. Listen to Chester cat. Like Chester Cat, and then and then Dude Ranch kind of has a little bit of it in there, a little a little bit of that old Chester Cat feel, and then it just goes down after that, turns into the pop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, I've never cared about Blink Ranch. Yeah, so that's a hard one. Can't, yeah. I got I'm not even I, like a Green Day. I'm not, not even a Green Day guy. Like you know, I like when they come on or whatever, but I'm not like I've never been a huge Green Day guy, but. I don't just have a hard time with the sellout thing because just because they don't evolve in a direction that you want them to evolve in doesn't mean that they're not involving in the direction that they want to evolve in. You know, that's where they are musically. That's where they want to go. Yeah, I agree with that. I think too, I mean, you look at the Ramones too and it's like, and I would say that they're like one of the legendary punk bands, you know, and they definitely had some evolution toward the eighties where they sound like almost a different band, you know, but you could argue yeah. that those are good songs. Like I think Pet Cemetery is a good song, you know. And I think a lot of their '80s songs, yeah. like, like uh, Bonzo Goes to Bitburg, I think that's um, a magnificent song, one of my favorite Ramones songs. But it's really nothing like their, you know, '70s stuff. So, anyway, uh, let's move on to our next question. 
Uh, that was one question. We got one more though, right? Mac, you didn't come up with one. Um, no, I have one. Okay. Let's go to, let's go to Mac then. Go for it. All right. So I actually stole this question, but what nineties fashion from this movie or, or not from this movie, would you want to bring back for yourself? Start with Brandon. Um, I used to wear a lot of bugle boy back in the day. <laughs> I'd go to Mervyn's, get the bugle boy shirts. I used to wear those. That was my very first thought, but uh, I digress. I'm going to, I'm going to have to go with, um, baggy, everything baggy, just baggy pants, baggy <laughs> shirts. So much bagginess. Just, just baggy. Just, just no one knows the curves of the body anymore. And and that went everywhere. Like, like all the girls, like it just, it was just baggy. And if it wasn't baggy, it was skin. One of the nineties, it was baggy and then skin. And so it was this polar opposite. So for me, it would be the baggy clothes. Um, and that goes into, you know, wrapping your sweater around your waist, you know, classic, uh, to having suspenders, maybe too big or a hat too, just too big, too baggy. That, that's what I would probably say. Orange nice. County. <laughs> the opposite of Orange County. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not go. Um, plaid skirts. Okay, it's not a dude fashion, but I think (laughs) plaid skirts are pretty awesome. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm a married man. Uh, (laughs) To to our Scottish (laughs) listeners, (laughs) (laughs) shout out to our Scots bagpipes. (laughs) Speaking of which, corn, corn used to have bagpipes in their songs. (laughs) Listen to Adidas. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, right. I'm not gonna listen to coin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm with Todd. I love the chick fashion from the '90s. It's super hot. Um, but as far as what I would want to bring back for me, I love like Mark's like Adidas shirt with those stripes on the side, and you see like the same thing. It's got Pilgrim with the vegan guy, like those shirts. Oh, I love yeah. those shirts. I want some of those shirts. <laughs> what about <laughs> Lucas's turtleneck? Anybody feeling that? Sweet, no, sweet <laughs> turtlenecks, black turtlenecks. Man. I like the black on black hair. I like just pumas, though. I like oh, just pumas. Nice. Hey, nice. hey, I, I want, I want the girls to go back to wearing oversized docks. I like Liv Tyler pulled those yeah. docks off. That was, that was good stuff. Like, I, I'm a big fan of docks, but to, but to see her like wear those, I and those look used too. Those look like they've been to many shows. You know the blood stains of honor, you know, and so uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I would mind the docs coming back. All right. I even like Deb shaved head. Like you don't see shaved heads anymore, but that was pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah, she looks kind of cool with her shaved head. All right, Brandon, yeah. what's your question? Hold it off. All right, my question is: If um, Empire Records classic movie came out in 1995, it, it, it emphasized 90s culture, uh, Gen X. Everything about it was was all about this is who you should wear, this is what you should look like. I mean, this was maybe I mean, this was Breakfast Club ten years later. So, yeah, of all the different people, my question is. 
if they were to remake Empire Records and turn it into a tw- 2017 version, how would it look? What would the kids be like? What the different genres of kids do you think that we'd end up seeing with the 2017 version of Empire Records? Mac. Man. Yeah, I mean, when you asked this question, I realized how out of touch I am with the kids these days. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I have no idea how this would look. <laughs> would like use the word lit and woke a lot more, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't answer this question. I am that old guy. <laughs> what do you like? What do you think they'd be doing? Like, what tact do you think? Do you think they'd just be? Well, give me an idea. What do you think it would be like? Some of the See, kids I couldn't. Today? Yeah, I couldn't even think of like an equivalent to a record store today. Like, there's nothing like that. There's like a gathering place for young kids to go. Like, you know be awesome together or whatever and have debates about music. Like I can't think of like an analog for what that is today. Um, yeah. I just, I have no idea. <laughs> I can't, I have no idea. <laughs> the hell I, had, I thought the same thing. Like it's really hard to think of that. Cause there, there is no record store and that's a cause to be lamented, man, because there was something freaking awesome and, and about record stores, like there was a, a one of Mac, Mac and I have a friend who owned a record store and our band played there all the time. And I would go there like after payday uh, with if my first job and I would just look through the section of music and I would buy an album that had a cool looking cover. And that would be the band that I listened to for the next like couple of weeks. Yep. And one, one of the bands I got from there was the Gadgets. And that band is awesome. It's so <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, I had the similar experience, but it was with the hippos. The hippos are one of my favorites, man. Love uh, the hippos. Fantastic yeah. uh, ska band, man. Um, and, you know, later on, not as ska, but still fantastic. Um, I, uh, I picture uh, 2017 this, you know, not, they're not being a record store, but a group of kids, like five or six kids hanging out at a friend's house everybody is sitting around with their phone and their headphones and they have their own Spotify playlist and nobody's communicating to each other because this <laughs> thing is <just> dead. <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. And uh, it's something to be sad about. That's I it. couldn't agree more. Yeah. I, I, when I thought of this question, I was like, wow, I really put myself in a corner because I think kids these days, uh, they would be, if it's not at school, uh, let's just say, let's just put the average age of these kids at like, you know, one. I mean, if they're not in college and not in school, I don't know where they're going to be. Uh, they could be at a friend's house. They could be at a, a mall or a Walmart. I don't know where they're going to be. But the point is, is like uh, the, the kids are not going to be together. I think that's the key thing. They're not going to be together. They're just going to Snapchat every conversation. The whole conversation of like which punk band is better is going to happen over a Snapchat now. And yeah like the relationship statuses is going to be all about like people checking a Facebook status to like, Oh, are they together? Are they not together? Like um, to me, to me, it just, it couldn't happen because there's so much less actual human communication now. Then that that's all that existed. No one, no one had the cell phone. No one is, no one is, you know, going out and discovering news it was all word of mouth that they found out like hey luke is like lost 1900 bucks uh or nine thousand dollars at uh at, at atlantic city and 
like if that, that would have happened in real life, like he would have like Snapchat or something like that. He would have posted on Facebook or Instagram, some sort of like, Hey, this just happened. Everyone would have, would have found out immediately, but instead it kind of trickled in and people like, Oh, did you hear? Oh, did you hear? Oh, did you hear? I can't remember the last time I've had one of those. Oh, did you hear from an actual human being who heard it from someone? Everything is just so Snapchatty. The movie, it couldn't, couldn't work today. It couldn't work today because it, it's all technology now. It's all people sharing it via a snap or a Facebook. It's, it's sad, but that's what it, that it'd be this a lame most, movie. Basically. <laughs> this is the most curmudgeonly we've ever sounded. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's so true. Kids these days. I, I think you actually said kids nah. these days like five times. <laughs> Dude, I would love, I, would, I, 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 I think we have to be wrong about this. You know, I think I if we had wrong. someone from the generation, yeah, I think we, if we had someone who, you know, is from that, generation now they'd be able to point things out to us i just think that we're not there with it i just think we don't know what they're doing you know <laughs> yeah i mean it, we have it, to be wrong it'd be like spotify it'd be like people on spotify are, are like you know just they'd be like listening to like music and like they would share it and that's how because that's how people were like oh hey listen to this hey listen to that in the movie um was you know they would go in that little booth and they're listening to the music so they could actually like Listen, I remember being in one of those Dave Matthews uh, before these crowded streets came out in 98 and I went into a booth in a tower records and I, I listened to like, you know, that, that album for, for many uh, Foo Fighters, um, you know, same thing. I did, I'd go into a booth and I'd listen to it and I'd go, is this something I want to buy? Like, is it speaking to me? Whereas kids these days, um, there's no buying pretty much. They just, they have their subscription to their music or it's on YouTube and th they can just go, Oh, cool. I like it a lot. Willing to put a sacrifice of like, here's my money into it. They're just like, Oh, I'll just go download it or I'll just go stream it. And, um, that's, man, it's unfortunate to get that music back then. Yeah. Yep. I think it seems like there's like a, everyone's a DJ now. So I think there's that like scene where kids gather around and listen to DJs spin and play, you yeah. know, dubstep and all that crap. Oh gosh. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there are equivalents. I think we're just real aware musicians. They press play. That's a real musician right there. <laughs> press play. <laughs> and then <laughs> look at me. Oh, we're so old. <laughs> I know we are. I, you know, I, I've, I've always person. said that. I'm, 30, I'm 34. I don't need to fuck this, guys. <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to be, not always, but in the last five years, I've decided when I grow up, I want to be a curmudgeon. And it's just happening. It's happening, and it feels great. It feels great, you know. I haven't got any kids to get off my lawn yet, so I'm going to have to get some grass, and then, you know, so I can yell at them, but... Being a commercial is fun. If you're if you're listening to this and you are uh, not an old fart like the three of us, tell tell us uh, what what the kids these days actually do. How this movie li might look in 2017 because we have no freaking. Uh, <laughs> no, no yeah, I think there's, like, there's the DJ scene, there's the club scene, there's the protest scene. Yeah, the protest scene. Stuff. <laughs> like that's when that's how kids gather now. They get together and they protest things and stuff. You know, they're like socially conscious kind of thing you know <laughs> it's just yeah the whole thing is just at an anti-trump march and they're just like playing some some music <laughs> uh all right so that was an interesting conversation
Um, and uh, wait, we didn't go to Brandon's question, did we? No, we did. We went to everything. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, okay. So that's it for this week. Let's go to next week. Uh, next week's movie is my pick. And um, I'm going to pick a movie we talked about today. And that is The Breakfast Club. I've never Woo! seen it before. Have you guys seen it before? And uh, Brandon, it sounds like you've seen it before. Have you seen a it? A billion times. One of my okay. favorites. Okay, cool. Mac, have you seen it? I, I haven't seen it in my adult life. I saw it when I was younger. Okay. So that sounds like a pretty decent pick, right? Is that okay with everybody? You can veto Absolutely. it if you want. Okay. Um, okay. Breakfast Club. Uh, I'm going to put a challenge. I'm going to put a challenge to this. I'm going to put a okay. challenge to this. You have to eat breakfast while watching this movie. <laughs> what it if I eat breakfast, during breakfast time? It could be at any time. Like I watch my movies, at, at, you know, after the baby's asleep, but you, that's the challenge. Breakfast while watching the breakfast club. Fair enough. Bonus points if you watch it. <laughs> um, well, this has been Try, Try Again, a movie club. Remember, we pick a movie each week. Next week was next week will be Breakfast Club. So please tune in. 8.30 p.m. Pacific time on Thursdays is when we do the live show. And the audio version comes out in iTunes and wherever else you subscribe to podcasts later on. Sometimes a week later, sometimes even more than that, just depending on when I get to it. And Mac is back, which is great. <laughs> I was just wrapping up the show anyway because we're uh, we're closing down, so it's uh, time. Not closing down. We're we're continuing to do the podcast, <laughs> but uh, nope, this is episode it. is closing down. Okay, so thank you for tuning in. Uh, remember to rate the show in iTunes. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Try Try Again Podcast. Keep up with updates there, and you can comment on the live show. We'll uh, try to engage with you as we do the show. Um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. We'll check you out next week.